Minutes on Mastery is brought to you by Athletic Greens. This is psychologist Anders Ericsson on the Finding Mastery podcast with Michael Gervais, explaining how his research supports and differs from Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000 hours rule. It does seem to me that you're early, if not first. I don't know the kind of cadence of the important and foundational work of needing to do deep work or focused work. Or, you know, I know um, I, I can't wait to ask you about your reaction or response to Malcolm Gladwell's co- being, I don't know, famed for coining a term 10,000 hours, which I've always thought was your work. Um, and so, well, you know, uh, it's a little complicated. Yeah. We never had any contact before he published his book. Uh, <clears throat> you guys never spoke? He, he... I, I have never talked directly to him, um, mm. nor uh, one of his agents. Uh, so, so that created a little bit of a problem because the way he described our research in support of his uh, proposal here for the 10,000-hour rule, he basically found, we, we said that at age 20, the average of the most elite group was over 10,000 hours. But that means that over half of the individuals at age 20 actually had accumulated less than 10,000 hours. So this idea that the 10,000 hour rule really provides with sort of a magical boundary where you actually now transcend into a different level of performance doesn't even get supported by our original findings. Mm-hmm. And, and given that he was talking about world-class performance, I guess in a follow-up paper, I pointed out that those individuals who win international piano competitions, they probably have spent more like twenty to 25,000 hours of solitary practice before they win. Probably the most kind of problematic issue is how people responded to this. And it was kind of this kind of promise here that if you just kept working and doing stuff in the domain for 10,000 hours, you will suddenly become to be an expert. And that's so fundamentally different from what we were arguing. We were just looking at that time when the music students we're sitting down in front of their instruments and now having very clear goals about the practice that they were doing. And, and, and those goals were, you know, uh, determined here by their teachers who also may have suggested particular ways to practice that would effectively improve a given aspect of their performance. So what we're talking about is that sequence of training activities that is guided by a teacher that over time accumulates now to very high level of performance. And, and, and I think the thing that we kind of agree on is this idea here that even the most talented, they're not suddenly displaying their performance. It takes thousands, and I don't know, probably depends very much on the domain, how much time you need in order to reach that international or world-class level. For the full Finding Mastery podcast, head over to findingmastery.net or check us out on iTunes. And for a special offer from Athletic Greens, head to athleticgreens.com slash findingmastery.